Looking for a flexible and rewarding job that will fit with your class schedule? Consider ACR Homes. We are now hiring direct care professionals to care for people who have disabilities in group homes throughout the Twin Cities. Students of any major and background are welcome to apply, but it's great patient experience for those pursuing a future career in healthcare. Visit our website at www.acrhomes.com for information on our jobs and internships. Hi everyone, I'm Ava Kian. I'm Hannah Kramudin, a campus administration reporter. I'm Yoko Vu, and you're listening to In the Know, a podcast by the Minnesota Daily. In the fall, we spoke with Dr. Cedric L. Alexander, who had just begun conducting a public safety review for the university. Dr. Alexander focused on the community's perceptions of the University of Minnesota Police Department, known as UMPD, as well as how safe people feel on campus. His findings were released in a report last month. Some of his suggestions will be implemented immediately. Others won't get solidified that quickly. They'll need to go through a committee of faculty, staff, and students tasked with looking over his recommendations further. The report's recommendations fall into eight categories, touching on topics like strengthening trust and legitimacy, engaging the university, community, and UMPD training, and using equipment and technology, among others. Some of the recommendations that will be immediately implemented include equipping UMPD officers with body cameras, purchasing and distributing a campus safety app, and working with Twin Cities mayors on public safety issues. Back in September, students we spoke with were skeptical of the review and its potential impact, as there seemed to be little communication about its implementation. Many student activists disapproved of an external review, and instead called for community control. Now that the finished report is public, some students say that the review ignored the main call for fundamental restructuring of UMPD and systemic change. I spoke with Leah Spellman, a third-year graduate student, who says the review does not address the core issues within UMPD. I guess they're kind of trying, um, but I feel like there's still like an undertone of like, not truly understanding the issues that we have, not just with UMPD, but with police in general. And I, I think my issue is, like, all of the attempts that they're going to try to do to, like, build community and, like, having all of these community um, events, and they have, like, that all this out, and, like, all of these, like, list, like, they want to have listening sessions and, like, want to try to have open on honest conversations. And then at the end of the day, it's, like, unless, you know, police and UMPD and everyone involved like truly deeply understands what we're saying when we say it to them like I don't really care what kind of like good PR they're going to try and do to like build community because to me it just seems like PR moves instead of like actually wanting to structurally change. I also had a chance to speak with the president of the Black Student Union, Samiat Ajibola, who told me that the review does not address what BSU wanted to see the defunding of university police. Honestly, I think that anytime a university or organization talks about reforming something, specifically when it's police, 
reform always means giving them more money. And people think that throwing money at something can fix a situation, when in reality, it just gives them more power. And I, personally, I believe that the only solution is defunding. And I stand by that completely. Samyat says the review has slowed down student efforts towards police reform on campus. In our conversation, she said that when the Black Student Union attempted to meet with UMPD this fall, President Gable's office refused because they thought a meeting with Dr. Alexander would be more productive. And his report didn't come out till like this month. So that's months and months of us just sitting and waiting around to see what he'll do. And I think once we got that report, I mean, it was not what any of us were hoping for. Now it's like, we have to start again. And we don't have the same momentum that we did before. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, but it is going to be more of a fight. I'm not going to say that people haven't been advocating, because there are groups like the Students for Democratic Society who have been consistently advocating for um, UMPD reform. However... I believe that when it comes to a lot of students and faculty, they were kind of sitting and waiting to see if Dr. Alexander would come through, you know, if he would say something that could change the tide, that could help us. And especially with a university, every time we wanted to talk about police reform, directly put us to Dr. Alexander and said, let's wait for this report, like we have things in motion. It didn't allow for any change to happen. It didn't allow for any meetings to take place. It didn't happen for any of the, of the I guess, information gathering that needed to occur during this time period to be had. Instead, it was a lot of just sitting around and waiting for a miracle almost. The Black Student Union and Students for a Democratic Society have been pushing to defund and create community control of the University of Minnesota's police department. When I spoke to her, Samiat was also skeptical of giving more resources to UMPD. The only thing is, is our school believes that by equipping UMPD with more materials or hiring more staff or whatever, like that will make things better. But if there's a culture of not supporting students and there's a culture of having a lack of communication, then no matter how many people you hire, that culture will never change. And you don't need money to fix culture. You need patience, time, and you need people who are willing to hold UMPD accountable. And I believe that this university has people who are willing. It's just the lack of resources to group them together. Dr. Alexander recommended increasing the number of UMPD officers on campus. He spoke on this while presenting the report at the Board of Regents meeting last Friday. You have a chief who wanted to provide the very best, the very best public safety that he can for his campus. And he indicated he needs more personnel, he needs more technology. And he does. And I support that. And that's clearly outlined here in this report. Dr. Alexander recommended demilitarization in Pillar 6 of his report, which stated to, quote, eliminate all military-grade weapons, vehicles, ammunition, tear gas, except under certain conditions that be determined through this review process, end quote. However, at the Board of Regents meeting, he addressed the need for engagement with the community about police equipment and the importance of it. So in the minds, the perceptions of many people is that the police are becoming militarized. 
how do we demilitarize it? One thing that I would strongly suggest is that police departments, your police departments, another have an opportunity to sit with that community there on that campus and explain the importance of why this equipment is important, under what circumstances, the training that goes along with it, and the policies that go, go along with it. I spoke with Amy Ma, the president of the Minnesota Student Association. She says she was upset to see additional funds allocated towards officers, body cams, and other resources. After the summer, there was so much immediate call for change, and it took, you know, months at this point almost before the administration really acted on anything, and that action was um, bringing in someone else because, in a way, it does delegitimize the lived experiences of students who have been asking for these things, particularly demilitarization has been a conversation for years now, um, and it took another person coming in and someone who has never even been a student on this campus to say that, yeah, maybe UMPD should be demilitarized for like our university to truly believe that. The report ignores the fact that students have expressed some of these issues and solutions long before the university decided to do a review, Amy said. I do think the report lays out some clear steps forward and conversations that still need to happen. Um, but you know, I think if you had asked students like months ago what needs to happen, some of these things would have already been said and some of them maybe wouldn't. So um, I do understand that that it's helpful to have this really comprehensive review of UMPD, but from a student perspective, like these are people that have lived here and really experienced what it's like to have UMPD on our campus. Student activists say the history of policing as an institution that has consistently targeted black communities and other communities of color causes greater mistrust of police among students. They also pointed out that this is not necessarily a history that university administration has reckoned with. Even now, if like all of a sudden tomorrow, you know, all of these things get implemented, UMP doesn't have any other complaints forever. The fact that like these last few months and years decades, centuries have happened like this, um, just like already has hold so much like trauma and tension and um, creates this sort of distrust based on things that have happened historically. Amy says students have voiced that accountability remains an issue with UMPD. During the Board of Regents meeting, Dr. Alexander said that UMPD does a quote, outstanding job which is not being perceived by a segment of the campus community, end quote. He also shared data that shows a low amount of public complaints against UMPD, with three in 2020, in which he questioned why then there was such a negative perception of UMPD among students. Part of his reasoning for the disconnect between the data and public sentiment was that students, quote, cannot differentiate, end quote, the difference between UMPD and MPD. While Regent Kanyanya said that could account for some of it, he disagreed with Dr. Alexander's statement. Students, faculty, and staff that actually interact with the officers, they can read. They're literate. You know, I, I'm going to give them a little more credit than that to be able to read the badge, to, to read the car. So if they're from afar, fine. But clearly, some of these incidents are not, are not, um, are not the confusion. You know, people, people want accountability, right? That's, that's why the governor... Um, is 
just said he's going to deploy the National Guard ahead of the, uh, the Derek Chauvin trial because we know how people react to a lack of accountability. Amy says accountability remains one of the main issues for students. In his report, Dr. Alexander recommends that the university form a study group to review the current accountability structures and recommend alternatives. One of the frustrations that I've heard from students as far as like accountability of UMPD goes is that right now, if you do have a complaint from UMPD, the only route that you really have is to bring it forward to UMPD, which is, you know, a conflict of interest, um, having any organization hold itself accountable is, is difficult. That's part of the reason why, you know, MSA doesn't run its own elections and like so forth. Um, and so that desire to have more of a community voice and a community resolution when these issues come forward um, was a big point of this conversation. And, and it seemed like Dr. Alexander was kind of moving toward that way. Um, didn't necessarily lay out like a structure that needed to happen, but, um, clearer avenues for complaints as well as like addressing community issues feels like a, a really um, overdue step for UMPD. During their meeting with Dr. Alexander, MSA brought up the university's lack of response when Isaac Aiden was killed by police in Egan, a Minnesota suburb. Aiden was a university student. One particular point that we brought up with Dr. Alexander was the murder of um, Isaac Aiden, who was shot by Egan police, um, was a student at the university a few years back, and there was just no university response um, to this. Very few students knew. I actually didn't know myself until um, last May or so. And even with things that we've seen past, um, there was a response from President Gable about the murder of George Floyd, but there was very little response about other protests and things that happened throughout the summer. There was very little response after the I-94 protest in which students and, and journalists were arrested. Um, and so it seems like that like lack of, of response um, from the university is a response in itself and something that feels very harmful to students um, who are dealing with this. And so we talked with Dr. Alexander about that a little bit. And I I don't think it was reflected um, as much as I would have liked it to. At the board meeting, Gable announced the creation of the M-SAFE implementation team, a committee of faculty, staff, and students who will consider and analyze Dr. Alexander's recommendations. When talking about the implementation plan to the Board of Regents, Gable said that not all the recommendations will necessarily be taken. Ultimately, MSAFE implementation team will be an advisory committee. They will review Dr. Alexander's recommendations, engage and follow up consultation as needed and gather that feedback and then provide an action plan to Vice President Franz, Chief Clark, me, and also the newly formed University Senate Campus Safety Committee that we reported to you um, at our last meeting. We will update you regularly on this progress and to the extent that their recommendations require board approval, we will obviously bring them forward to you as appropriate. Dr. Alexander stressed the importance of transparency throughout the presentation, as one of the recommendations is for the campus community to have access to police training to create greater understanding. Student activists say they want more community influence and conversation. They believe the university has a tremendous amount of work to do in creating a safe campus environment. The recommendations to increase UMPD officers 
and blue phone 911 call stations are not in line with the suggestions of some to defund the police and include more community-based influence for the future of safety on campus. Still, these discussions are not yet over. Moving forward, the report will likely play a central role in how the university decides to grapple with questions of racial justice, campus safety, and policing. As a committee looks over the report, some recommendations may see action, while others are left on the cutting room floor. In other U news, many organizations are helping seniors living near the university get COVID-19 vaccines. A new cancer trial clinic opened inside M Health Fairview, and the University of Minnesota paid a professor over $190,000 after he resigned. The professor had previously been disciplined for sexually harassing a graduate student. That's all for this time. See you next week.